book is good about. Her second book was it was to like bring you closer and be like. And I was talking to my mom about it. And a bottle feed. Are you in your heart? Every time I'm like, oh my gosh. Girl, welcome to Coffee Confessions. Hey guys, happy Monday. So Felicia and I went into uh, May, right? We're in May, yeah. Uh, May. Thinking, Don't ask me. I lived <laughs> yesterday. Um, going into May, knowing that we wanted to share some mom content with you guys. Um, when we first started coffee, we did a lot of mom marriage content. Um, and as our kids kind of got older, we decided, you know, we want to share mom content, but not so much of our own kids too much. And I was telling her, I have a really fun idea that I wanted to do. And we've talked about this for a while. And finally, I was just like, okay, mother's con mother content, mother's day, May, we're doing it this month. So I got to talking to her and I was like, Felicia, what (laughs) if we have my mom come on the podcast? And you're probably thinking like, why do we want to hear from your mom? But my idea has always been, I grew up, I've talked about it a few times on coffee, uh, mainly through like some posting is that my mom actually married a soldier when she was in her early to mid twenties. And our, that's kind of how I became like a a military kid and moved to Fayetteville and grew up at Bragg um, from like middle school on until I got married. And what I wanted to share with you guys is kind of what it was like to be a military spouse in the early 2000s um and compare it to what it's like now um my mom got married in like literally it was like 2000 maybe 2001 um she we're gonna go over all this with her but she came from a really small town if you've ever been to Fort Huachuca my family grew up on the outskirts of Fort Huachuca not military related um my family is like from a long line of cowboys which sometimes I feel really silly saying but that's really what they are like they raise cattle and things like that and they live on these like ranches and um so my mom met a soldier that was stationed at Fort Huachuca and got married and our lives like changed dramatically and I just find myself sometimes like comparing my army wife life compared to like her army wife life um, back then. And I just thought like, it'd be really cool for you guys to hear from an old spouse. Now she's not a spouse anymore. Do not call mama when I'm old. She would not like it. I'm telling that you said that too in the beginning of this episode. I am telling. Oh gosh. Yeah. Um, But so she's not married to her spouse anymore, um, but she knows the life very well. Um, but I just, I thought it'd be so fun to tell you guys this story because my mom literally was thrown into the abyss of military life. And I think we've all kind of been there. We've all been a young 20 something year old girl um, and maybe even younger marries a soldier. And then it's just like this whirlwind of, uh, of a life that you just kind of are just you're learning new rules. You're learning new regulations that you have to follow on post. Well, I, think I think it's kind of like as similar as it is, right? Because you're like mm-hmm. a military spouse. It's so different. My yeah. grandpa did like tours of Vietnam and all of these things. Yeah. And when he met my my husband, um, they bonded like, yeah. instantly over military things. My grandpa was like, 
did you do this? And my husband's like, I did this. What did you do? This? <laughs> and it was so easy for them. Whereas when you're a military spouse, we get, I, I, we get some controversy on our posts. Well, like I did it 25 years ago or 35 years ago yeah. and I survived. And it's like, okay, Things were different. I'm pretty <laughs> sure like you wish you kind of had this outlet too. Like yeah. I'm pretty sure when your husband's deployed to Vietnam that you kind of banded together with a woman around you. Like, yeah. And I think really that's all we're trying to do now. So seeing the perspective from, obviously we don't know anybody of that <laughs> time, um, you know, that we ha- have spoke with. So mom Wynette is like yeah. the best. So. Well, and I think it's, um, I think it's beneficial to our generation of spouses because a lot of us had um, spouses who served um, in Afghanistan and Iraq. And my mom, shortly after she got married, the towers fell and my stepdad went overseas through from like the 9-11 war so if you're listening to this and you're like well what could I learn from a spouse from 20 years ago like she kind of she is almost like a real full circle moment for us because it was like her spouse went when the war started and my spouse finished that same war if that makes sense in a in a way so that's why I always thought like well this would be really cool for other spouses to hear, I think, because, you know, there's a lot, there's some funny parts of it that she's, we, we have some stories that we're going to tell. And there's some really sad parts that are like hard that I feel like no matter if it was 20 years ago or yesterday, like as a military spouse, you'd be like, oh, I want to hug you because that freaking sucks. And, yeah. you know, so, um, I'm excited to tell you guys. I'm excited to introduce you to my mom. If you ever see her, she's the one that's always on there, like talking about how much she loves us and stuff <laughs> like that. Mainly her grandbabies, but we don't post too much of them. She anymore, loves so. me. I don't know what you're talking about. Like you get on with yourself. I'm telling you, yeah, that's it. I'm making a list. She stopped all liking me when I started having babies. Now she likes my kids way more than she likes I mean, my she babies. She likes me since she met me in 2019. So. Yes, she does. <laughs> so without further ado. Here is just like a conversation with me and my mom. It pretty much is recorded in the sense of us having a conversation on the phone. Um, if she calls me any names, just know that she really does love me, but she's a tough love kind of mom. So she might call me stupid or something like that. Um, and also just like know that the things that we talk about is from her experience, my experience mm-hmm. growing up. That does not mean anything that she says or that we talk about is one, a reflection of the U S military or your experience, maybe your parents' experience or anything like that. Um, it's just a fun story to tell you, you know, kind of like, <laughs> kind of well, like Felicia job. just it's said. Our, yeah. It's our job to bring you relatable content. And if you can't relate to a military spouse, then I don't know what you can relate so yeah, mm-hmm. like she's a mom, she's a military spouse. She literally falls hand in hand with our content. <laughs> like it's, this <laughs> is what the podcast is for. So whether you learn something or you don't, whether you find it intriguing or you don't, just listen, you don't know what it was like 20 years ago. I mean, we do as children, you don't know what it, it was through the eyes yeah. of a military spouse. Yeah. I know what it was through the, I, I quote unquote, I know what it was through the eyes of my parents. I remember watching it and their reaction to it, but yeah. I never had to see my dad go. She never had to see her husband leave in a yeah. sense. So to see it from that perspective in such a dark time, it yeah. was a dark time in America, like it's going to be eye opening yeah. for, for some of you 
heartwarming for some of you and a lesson learned for others. Yeah. And also I want to preface this with saying like, obviously we plan to talk about like um, things like how they communicated versus how we communicate now. And that is not like the way that we talk about that is not to say that we have it like that we have it easier than she did or she had it harder than we did just times have changed obviously technology has grown dramatically since you know the times of her communicating with her spouse so please don't get your like knickers in a wad like I'm not saying that my mom had it <laughs> get your knickers in a wad mama Lynette will come for you herself I'm not, saying I'm not saying that she had it harder than anybody else because there are struggles that I faced as a spouse that she never faced and there are struggles that she faced as a spouse that I have not had to face so it's just perspective guys just wanted to bring you guys another like Felicia just said it's basically like the old vet spouse and the new and the new spouse sitting down swapping stories like her grandpa and her husband did so without further ado this is my interview with my mom (laughs) okay guys so here's my mom Felicia and I told you before she was going to come on and tell a few fun stories and just kind of what it was like 20 years ago being a spouse um and what it is like now Um, I'm obviously out of breath because I'm very pregnant and walking up your stairs, very pregnant is hard to do. So, but mom, say hi. Hi. (laughs) So, um, like I said before, my mom grew up or um, lived, well, you tell them, mom, tell them about where we lived when you got married. Uh, We lived in a little small town in Sierra Vista, which um, in the country lived in the country my whole life they lived in the country their whole life so it was just a little rural country town and how did you meet your spouse at the time um at a bar I worked at (laughs) so my mom we lived like on the outskirts of Fort Huachuca if you've never been to Fort Huachuca there was really nothing there and we didn't even live in the city part like she said we lived in the rural area of the city so there was like nothing like we grew up running around horses on our on my papa's land um so fast forward you guys like you're kind of like me and d like you guys got married pretty quickly or at least planned to get married really quickly right yeah we met um and he went to saudi arabia on a hardship tour um we were together maybe a month before he left and then he came home on mid-tour, and we got married, and then he went back to Saudi Arabia for another six months, and then he came home, and this big, huge moving truck came <laughs> to our house, and these strangers came in and packed all of our belongings, and we got in the truck and drove 3,000 miles across the country, and I had never been outside of Arizona, really. And- Imagine like, okay, if you're military related, especially army, imagine going from literally like a super, super small town to Fayetteville, North Carolina, Fort Bragg, like center of the universe, military wise. Like, what was that like, mom? Scary. (laughs) (laughs) Like I said, I'd never been outside of... Arizona really and what I did know of the interstates were you know just short trips to other family members houses um I think the trip across was the scariest 
uh, going through Houston and Dallas with four kids and um, just driving. It was scary. It was very scary. Yeah, she's not um, going to tell you, but I'm going to tell you. She told me she was so nervous that she had half a bottle of Pepto Bismol. I did. I think the biggest awakening was coming through um, South Carolina, getting ready to come into uh, North Carolina, and it was and it was raining so hard. I'd never seen rain so hard before in my life. Um, it was super scary, but. Yeah, we went from a little tiny, small rural town to this city of so many people everywhere in traffic. Yeah. And yeah, it was it was definitely a game changer for me. What do you think was like the hardest thing, you know, because whenever you met him, like he kind of left. So you weren't immediately thrown into military spouse life. But then when you got to brag, it was kind of like game on from there. What like what do you think was the weirdest or like hardest thing that you had to adjust to as to being like thrown into that lifestyle well I didn't understand anything about it I didn't understand you know when we first went and he showed me Fort Bragg um, to me it reminded me of a Stephen King novel because (laughs) they had their own school their own you know, commissary, their own, their own places to shop. And you couldn't use that unless you had this special card. Yeah. And, um, to me, I think that was the craziest thing of all, um, to get used to. But then I think the hardest was you just not having, not knowing anybody, not having yeah. any support. Um, we didn't even have GPS. Yeah. So to get around was harder too. Yeah, and, like, if you wanted to talk to family back home and stuff, it's not like it is now where you could just, like, pop on Facebook and see, oh, so-and-so had a baby or, you know, so-and-so yeah, there was none of that. this. You had to really, like, keep your connections by calling home and letting people know how you're doing and stuff like that. So, um, so guys, shortly after they got married, you know, we moved to Fort Bragg. 9-11 happened. And I think that was kind of uh, the first wake-up call for our entire family of, like, what the military does when crisis happens because it was time for him to go. And do you want to talk a little bit about, like, what that was like, Mom, when that happened and what well, it, was it was like? Scary. There? It was scary. Yeah. yeah, it was really scary. Well, a lot of things changed when that happened. The Fort Bragg used to be an open post. So yeah. you didn't know you were on Bragg until the to the signs change to Brown. Um, but I guess the scariest was being left there with no family, no support system and not knowing, you know, if or when. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even back then the locations were so um, secret that you couldn't know where he was at. Yeah. Um, so that was, that was scary in itself. And then I had these four kids that I had to keep alive. Yeah. Um, and then still go to work and, and function. We didn't have text messaging. We didn't have, um, I can call you whenever I want to. Right. Um, didn't know if he made it there. Didn't know, you know, didn't know anything. Right. You know, we, we got our updates from CNN. That's what um, Felicia and I were kind of talking about is like, it, it sometimes is a double-edged sword having like so much of this like constant communication. Cause I know when D like goes, you know, I've called you in a panic. Like I haven't heard from him this morning, mom. I, I haven't heard from him. And I know sometimes you're probably like, yeah, like, <laughs> welcome. Well, to no my- news is good news. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But 
I couldn't imagine like doing it when you did it because like you said, like you don't know where they're at. You don't know what's going on. And it's kind of like nerve wracking to back then open up your internet browser because the first page it went to was the news or turning on your TV with cable. The first channel it goes to is the news. So it's like, <laughs> what am I, like you might see something, you're not even trying to see something and then it shows up because that's all you have. Yeah. And you don't know, you don't know if they're in that location or not, you don't know anything. I was fortunate because he was with special forces. And so we had made that, those connections, a little family and there were people that stayed back and kind of kept me informed with stuff. Yeah. Um, Commander's wife, um, you know, some of the guys that didn't go that were on the team. Yeah. But, um, but still, you don't know, is that your, is that your guy? Is he the one that's, you know yeah 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 so yeah speaking of like that little community that you made because I remember you told me the story about um not hearing from Mike and um like you didn't hear from him and then you're at work one day and what didn't you say like one of the spouses was like you're gonna see something or yeah so I worked at a dental office and all the group guys families came to our office and so of course I was um you know since I worked there we were friends basically so to right. speak um the colonel colonel's wife called me and told me she said there's there's been an incident it's not your guy um it will be appearing on the news and um but we did lose somebody but just know that it's not yours yeah, I think that's so awesome that she did that for you because we've all been in a situation where something happens and of course they don't put the information out immediately. So if your spouse is deployed, you're kind of like, oh my God, is he okay? And especially back then when you couldn't hear from them. I remember like not being able to get on the internet and stuff because you were so mm-hmm. like anxiously waiting for a phone call or. Um, well, I think the worst was only getting back then. I mean, he was comms. So he had access to um, like the satellite. phone more than most yeah. more, most people did, but um, they were still only allowed two fifteen mo two fifteen minute phone calls a week, oh and gosh. you don't know what day those calls are going to come. You don't know what time they're going to come. Um, several times it came while I was at work, and if you miss it, you miss it. I mean, there's no well, I'll try back. Yeah, but that was your call. That was it. You know, yeah. um, that alone was nerve wracking because. You, you don't could, want to miss you it. Know, well, you don't want to miss it. And you could be on the phone with a yeah. patient. You could be in the middle of, you know, a procedure or something and, and you can't take the call. Oh and, yeah. Just seeing it come through and knowing like that you couldn't answer that mm-hmm. would have to suck. Yeah. Major anxiety. It just, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Especially when you haven't spoken to them and, you know, sometimes we, we didn't get those two calls a week. Sometimes it was two or three weeks you know yeah so what do you think was the hardest thing like that you guys endured together out of all the years you're together military wise what was like the hardest thing for you to ever like you just couldn't adjust to it it was just something that you struggled with um I think communication was the hardest thing yeah because you know, it's like whenever the guys go now and something bad happens or they have a bad day or whatever, they can still contact. I mean, if they're in the right, if, you know, if they have internet service, they still have, and they're not on a mission. Yeah. But like that you can still communicate, you can still, you know, have that time to decompose, you know, tell them about your day or this happened or that happened. 
I think the hardest for me was not having, you didn't have them to lean on. They were just gone and you yeah. couldn't, you couldn't complain about your day cause they're at war. And, yeah. Yeah. You know, hell I was supposed to go on a cruise, a free cruise with my work and I didn't go because you know, Christ, he's at work. I can't, I can't go. go yeah. <laughs> out. I can't go. Yeah. Um, so I just think that the hardest thing is you just miss out on a lot of stuff. Um, the missed holidays, the missed birthdays, the, you know, why just life in general. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough gig. I mean, yeah. you get used to it though, because if you're in the right community, um, you make bonds. Yeah. People will rally your community. around you. Yeah. And you help each other. And, and I think that's one of the things I miss the most is just community with people yeah. that get it. You know, you make these yeah. bonds and I don't think you ever make those bonds again in life with just regular people. No, I agree. I think the people that I have met through the military, I mean, <clears throat> heck, even to this day, like I still have, you know, one of his closest friends, like I still, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, who I'm talking about, I, know. Like, I still like see him as an uncle and stuff like that. Right. And you, it's just a bond that's created that you never like. Well, you raise their children. Yeah. You, you come together and everybody, everybody raises your children. You know, I mean, one of the things that's so crazy that you say that is that's like one of my uh, long lasting memories I have is when they all left and his daughter came to stay with us while she was mm-hmm. little. And it it's just like one of those things like he, he trusted you so much that like he knew she was safe with you until so-and-so could, could, could come get her. And I remember... But- like at the same time you were left with some of the guys when we made the trip back and they took care of you yeah exactly and so so you just kind of rally around each other and that's kind of what I've found you know through Felicia and stuff I was about to have the baby and stuff I'm like well I know that if I go into labor tomorrow who's coming to sit at my house with the kids and Mm -hmm. stuff versus if I you know was anywhere else there would be probably another military spouse that I called on. Well, I think the the difference between um, friends that you make just that are regular, what would you call it? I don't know. Just regular friends. They're not the same. They don't get it. They don't need you. Yeah. When you're in that situation, you need somebody that understands, you know, because yeah. everybody's going to take their turn. Everybody, everybody goes now. So yeah. everybody's going to take their turn and, you know, yeah, when it you was Dwight's turn, you had your rally. Yeah, and when it's their turn, you're there to rally. I mean, I remember when you had to have surgery. Yeah, and I had to fly out because Dwight was deployed, and I had to fly out and stay with the kids. Right, and your community of friends took care of us. They yeah. fed us. Yeah, they because they got it. They understood. Yeah, you know, civilians they don't do that. Yeah, I agree. So, what do you think has been the hardest part because you know what it's like to be a spouse so what has been the hardest part watching me as your child now be a spouse you're gonna make me cry (laughs) um when he leaves yeah don't cry okay (laughs) it's hard (laughs) i um i don't like watching my grandchildren hurt you know and yeah um as a parent, you're supposed to be a protector and as much um, support and love and admiration I have for him going and doing that job. 
it breaks my heart when he leaves because I know in the back of your mind, you're scared of that phone call. Yeah. Um, and then I wonder, you know, the port, the kids are so little, they don't understand. And I think that's the hardest part. Yeah. It's completely out of my control and I can't make it better. Yeah. Yeah. But it helps me so much just knowing that like, you know what I'm, what I'm going through. Like, I don't feel as ridiculous or I never have to explain anything to you. Like, you know, if I call Cass or something like that, um, cause she's like, you know, you, it's like you Cass Felicia. Um, but if I call Cass, I know I have to explain things, but if I call you and I'm like, Oh, this happened, this happened, this happened. Like I can use acronyms. I can just talk to you the way yeah. I would talk to him. And like, you totally well, I think unfortunately it. the reality of it is, is we know that when they go over to do their job, um, there's a chance they may not come home. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's real. Yeah. Um, and we know it's real because we've seen other families, spouses not come home. Yeah. Um, and we've watched our spouses deal with that hurt right. and that yeah. pain of losing something and just the nightmares and stuff that they have. And yeah. people that even though Cassidy was raised the same way, people that aren't in it don't get it. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's it's a constant fear. Okay, well, let's switch this to no more tears. So what okay. has been like the happiest, coolest thing it's been to watch through? Watching, watching. you? Yeah. Um. Well, every time you guys go on an adventure, I go on an adventure. Yeah. So it's fun for me to... And it's exciting when he comes down on orders to say, okay, you know, where are they going to go? Where could they get picked? Oh, my God. Where could they go? Where can I visit? You know, <laughs> maybe it'll be Hawaii. <laughs> it's never Hawaii. Y'all, my um, mom, every time, like, she always wants us to get as close to Arizona as we can. But she's always been like, if you get Hawaii, that's fine. Like, it's fine. My mom <laughs> loves the beach. So she's like, if you get Hawaii, that's totally fine. Like, I will come visit you anytime Colorado um, Springs is beautiful too but um <laughs> it's you can't get in the lakes there so it's really not <laughs> yeah um, I, so that's I exciting for me it is you know I, and just watching him accomplish things like well, I don't know you and love him like one kids. of your own so it, right. uh, yeah it's been but then when I see the kids um imitate him yeah. or I don't know it's just I don't know I, it's I think it's kind of fun because like whenever you got we were older so it was just kind of like I don't know we didn't really like we didn't get it yeah we didn't really understand what was happening and it was a lot of culture shock versus my kids are straight up just like army brats from the second that they were born right yeah Yeah, it was definitely a learned something that you have to learn I mean you I remember learning the ranks had yeah. to learn rank. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, what the heck? And and what you do and what you don't do. And then just the little inside jokes, you know, who yeah. says who? Who says who? Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just or like, like, being that. like, you guys are oddly close to be two males. Like, what is going on? Right. This? You know, yeah. like, this is weird. Or, right. Yeah. So, okay. To wrap it up, mom, if you mm-hmm. could give a, you know, if, if you could go back and tell yourself one thing, you know, being that young 20 year old, something leaving Fort Huachuca, um, what would you tell her or what, what advice would you give another young spouse that's about to leave her hometown and venture out into this life? I would say 
go home and visit your family as much as you can because you don't realize the years that are ticking by while you're gone. Yeah. And enjoy every minute of it. Yeah. It's something you'll never, ever experience again. Um, enjoy the frustration because yeah. if with the bad, they'll be good. Um, yeah. And I mean, tell myself, I would probably go back and just be like, listen, you need to hold on tight. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a whirlwind. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It re- I think that's really good advice. Definitely. Um, you have to be able to go with the flow. You have to be able yeah, to. You have to let go of that stone. control of like what um, you expect yeah. your life to be like and just kind of be like, it's going to be what it is. Make no plans. Yeah. <laughs> Do not plan anything. Um, learn to live on the cuff. Just go with it that's and enjoy really it advice. because you can't change it. Yeah, you can't. And you just have to, like you said, you just have to take it day by day because it that's your life now. So, and mm-hmm. enjoy it. So many people mm-hmm. stigmatize it and they're like, I hate the military because we have to cancel our plans and stuff like that. And yeah, it's frustrating. But at the same time, like the guys have no control over it and Mm-mm. we don't have any control over it. So instead of spending your time frustrated and pissed off because, you know, you didn't get to go on leave or something like that, like find find something to do where you're at and enjoy it so you gotta make the most of it because once it's gone you're gonna miss it yeah all right guys i hope that you enjoyed listening to my mom tell some stories like i said this is totally from her experiences um not to say that this is what it was like for every spouse back 20 years ago but that was just her experience i hope that you got a chuckle from some of her stories and um just like i don't know it's just it's one i'm really proud of you for coming on mom thanks (laughs) i think it's always kind of nice to like swap those stories because i feel like it's it's like a trend right now a lot of people are like old people of tiktok and instagram that were born in the 90s i was like wait what 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 are you talking about old and i'm just like I feel like you find it intriguing almost like you did what like yeah. I played with a Tamagotchi and it died all the time like yeah. do you even know what that is like, yeah there's just there's things that pique your interest like the same thing with my husband and my grandpa like they just threw those stories and sitting there you know and you talk to talk to her you're just kind of like oh how's this how's this and yeah. you can kind of have that same even if you're not actually sitting in the room, I feel like she answers a lot of your questions, you know, yeah. letters, like snail yeah. mail and or like are so different. Yeah, definitely. Or like, I remember like vividly not being allowed to get. So if y'all are like way younger than me, but um, not being allowed to get on the internet because it was dial up internet. So if he was supposed to be calling that day or like she was like, hadn't heard from him for, in a few days, she was like, no, you cannot get on the internet. I need, I need the, like the phone, do not get on the phone. If he beeps in, you know, and you don't answer it, I'm going to kill you. And now that I'm a spouse, I've always had the luxury of talking to my husband pretty regularly while he was on deployment. And yeah. it was almost like now that you like your husband's home, it was almost like a blessing but a curse at the same time, because if I didn't hear from him, like I was like, what's going on? What's happening versus like kind of how mom did it. It was like, she was, she never knew when she was going to hear from him. So she didn't have any expectations 
but then also I'm like I'm way too anxious of a person to like but I think we kind of grow accustomed to that right right I know if Cody doesn't text me back all day something's wrong like I just (laughs) and then it turns out she broke her internet (laughs) so it was (laughs) it wasn't even that but it's like you've come so accustomed to this like instant gratification of like oh I know what this is or I can look on social media and check the news what I wouldn't hear from my husband on deployment I'd be like Cody did you see anything on the news? Like, I'm not going to check the news, but did you see anything on yeah, the news? And she's same. like, I didn't see anything. So then you're like, okay, well, maybe I should check the news. Or, uh, you know, you just anything, any little thing. My husband, I wouldn't hear from him. Normally you hear from him 7 in the morning, like on the dot, 6.50. And you wouldn't hear from him, and it'd be like 9 o'clock. And I'm, then you start to panic. Then it's like the next day, and then it's like the next day, next day, next day. And you're just like, I can't handle this. I can't handle this. But it's just because I was, I was used to that 7 a.m. Yeah. text message. Yeah. Whereas her, like, I'm okay not hearing him two, three, four weeks. Like, if it goes past this certain time, it's Then I'm going to worry, yeah. Yeah, and it was, like, kind of, like, tough love, right? Like, you had to, you had to live with that. Like, you just had like, to. Like, out of sight, out of mind, almost, kind of. But yeah. then also at the same time, you know, if you think about it back then, and it, like I say back then, like it was a long time ago, <laughs> but it was, a, it, it was a long time ago, but you know, right now when we get on the internet where we have the luxury of apps, right. But before, like mm-hmm. when you would pull up that dial up page, it usually went to like AOL or Yahoo. Right. And those AOL. are, those are like <laughs> news sources. So like, on Facebook, you, you're getting, like, your news, but also it's, like, filtered through, like, oh, so-and-so had a baby. Yeah. So-and-so's kids started kindergarten, da-da-da. And then it might be something about the Afghan troops. When at any time she turned on the TV to, like, the news, mm-hmm. especially during that time, it was always something. And then if she would go on to check her email, the news is right there. So it was almost like we have so many distractions that she didn't have back then. So I just, I don't know. My mom is a badass, guys. Like, she is just so mentally tough because I don't know that I could have survived, like, a marriage in the, sur- like, during the surge and stuff like that because, uh, God, it just seems so scary to me. And even now, like, that's not to say deployments right now are not mm-hmm. scary because they are, but I guess it almost, I guess the closest thing that we have experienced to it is like the, like the Ukraine stuff, right? That was pretty scary. Like we were all like, Oh crap, like a war could be popping off. And so I think in that moment, if you had that, like the best I could tell you to relate to her story as a young military spouse right now is like, if you had a spouse have to deploy rapidly recently when the Ukraine stuff started happening or even even if you were just a spouse, we were all very nervous about another war starting. Um, I think my mom probably experienced those same feelings when 9-11 happened because it was like the towers fell and he was gone. So, Well, I think it's a lot with like anything in life, right? You yeah. can take it and you can apply it to your situation. You might not go four weeks without, you know, talking to your husband who's on deployment, but two, three, four days, that's help. It yeah, really is. It is. When like, you know they're not I, somewhere safe. Yeah. When when my husband did what he did over there, um, and I would go through those long periods, it would it would really make your mind like race and yeah. circle. So just like taking her words of like, she made it, guys. We we're making it four days. You're making it a week in the field. You're making it um, you know, 
two, three weeks in the box, JRTC, yeah. like you're, you're going to make it. Like if you take the things and just apply it to your life. And really that was like the whole episode, just like, yeah. here's a different perspective. You know, this is like times have changed. Yes. But it's still revolving. Like it's, it's always coming full circle. Your husband's going to play. Yeah. You're going to go through these emotions and these times where you mm-hmm. don't talk and these, you know, scary, <clears throat> um, you know, news articles and, and it's, it's going to come yeah. full circle back yeah. to you and you're going to get your husband home and you're going to make it. And it's going to, life is going to go on. And here she is still seeing it <laughs> a lot yeah. of years later. I'm not going to say like years cause she came out of me. So, <laughs> no, I later. agree. I agree. I think it's, I think there's so much of her story that still like applies to today. Like it, the only thing that really makes it any different, like, like you said, when women were like, well, I did it 25 years ago. I did it 35 years ago. And it's like, yeah, you did. And you know what? I'm probably facing a lot of the same things that you faced. I just have more technological advances. And yes, they're a blessing, but sometimes they're also a curse. Mm-hmm. Like it's not always great to be able to have like, you know, constant contact all the time or things like that. Like it's amazing when it's good, but sometimes, you know, it can be hard, but we're all living pretty much the same the same life as they were 20, 25 years ago. Um, it doesn't really matter. It's like if you're a spouse, a military spouse, <laughs> the the same things that applied to them apply to us now. And it's it's just a difference of where we're, what's happening in our world and some technological mm-hmm. advances. But other than that, at the end of the day, we're all just women who signed on to love somebody who serves their country and you know, I'm sure it was just as hard for my mom to uh, understand like how a Diddy move worked when she went from Arizona to North Carolina to figuring out how to enroll us all in deers. I remember going, like, I remember going on Fort Bragg to get my military ID and not understanding what the hell was happening. I'm like, why am I getting this? Like what, what is going on? And fun fact, if you didn't know, like back in 2000, deers was in a trailer like it was just like this little trailer um um brag but I remember like getting my ID and things like that and so I I can (laughs) only imagine like the whirlwind from like deployment and things aside being like a 20 something year old woman newly led pickup from Arizona moved to North Carolina like Fort Bragg of all places right yeah (laughs) it's it's funny that you say that your military ID because ta- we say it comes full circle, right? We're talking mm-hmm. comes full circle. Here I am getting my daughter's ID. Like what? Like six months ago, I was yeah. like taking my daughter to get her ID, and now she's like, I have a military ID. Like, what is this for? <laughs> like, <laughs> don't lose it. it. <laughs> yeah, well, she don't get stuck. <laughs> but really, guys, that's like one of our pet peeves in this community is like people are so ugly. quick to yeah like negate oh your husband's only been gone for two weeks in JRTC well I I just did a seven and a half month deployment with my husband and I can easily compare to the woman posting on the uh wives page and be like oh two weeks that's nothing I have three kids and I just did almost eight months like you're fine like get over it hard is hard like hard is it doesn't matter if it was in 2001 it doesn't matter if it was in 1965 it doesn't matter if it's in 2020 hard is hard you don't know how, if this is their first time away, you don't know if they have anxiety, you don't know somebody's situation. Yeah. And 
to put yourself in Mama Wynette's shoes and kind of get a glimpse of what it was like back then. Maybe it gives you the, the, what is the word I'm looking for? The grace, the compassion that you need to share on some of the younger wives in the generation. Yeah. Um, you know, like, uh, JRTC, like, yeah, it sucks. I hate my husband going to JRTC, NTC, whatever, eight, you know, AIT, wherever they're going, it sucks. It does. But it's like, I'm okay. I can get that and I can help somebody else who maybe this is their first, you know, deployment. This is their first JRTC. This is their first whatever. They have a newborn and I can help them versus like, uh, suck it up, buttercup. Yeah. You see a lot of that in our community. I hate that. Like where they're like, well, I'm a seasoned spouse and, you know, and one thing like a lot of people will comment on is like um, giving birth alone and I could very well be like, oh, I've done it twice while my husband was deployed. Like, get over it. Like, I've been doing this with my husband for 10 years. Like, there, you don't get, like, medals, guys, for doing hard things or for being in, this like, a military spouse for so many years. I think the best thing you could do is be like, if you hear something like that, you know, if you – just have some grace and just say like, you know, something uplifting. That's what they need to hear in that moment. They don't need to hear like, well, this is what the military is and they're not going to bring them home from deployment for you to have your baby together. And they don't care. Like we all know, we all know that the military doesn't care. We know the military, you know, is not like a family first career. Um, as crappy as it is to say, that's the truth. And I don't think anybody needs to be reminded of that. I think what we need to be doing is, if you are a quote unquote seasoned spouse, then use that knowledge that you have to help somebody use that knowledge mm-hmm. that you have to make somebody feel better. Like, dude, this sucks. Like, I know what you're going through. I've been there. It sucks. But hey, this is what like, this is what makes it worth it. You know, and I'm upfront and honest. And I'll tell spouses, you know, that was the loneliest two time like the two times in my life that I had been very lonely was when I gave birth without my husband there I won't lie to you and tell you like mm-hmm. oh you know it was a it was a great time I do it again but 100% you can do it and also like the moment like that he came home those homecomings were so special because I had like this like look what I have look what I have to give you <laughs> like look at this little baby we made right it was so exciting to watch him become a daddy to those babies um it was just as exciting to watch him come home and see those babies as it would would have been to have him in labor and delivery with me and I get nothing out of telling somebody like well I did it so suck it up because you can do it too I get nothing out of that other than making somebody feel like crap and you know there have been times that my mom could have been like Cody you know what, suck it up because my husband left during the surge and, you know, she never did that to me. She was always like, I know it's scary and this is, don't, this is what you got to do. I called, I would call my mom all the time, like, mom, I haven't heard from him. And she would tell me, Cody, turn the news off. You know, no news is good news. Calm down. And it was never like, you know, suck it up. He's probably fine, you know? So if you were one of those spouses that you feel like, social media gives you some power to put somebody down or say something hurtful just because you've experienced worse or you have been through it and lived through it for many years. Like it, it, you don't, you don't get to do that guys. Like that's not right. So we're not passing that medal. 
like my mom always said, if you don't have nothing nice to say, don't say nothing <laughs> at all. And if you say something else, I'm going to wash your mouth out with soap. <laughs> there you go. Felicia's coming with the soap. <laughs> some of y'all need some soap. That's what I'm going to wash those life pages. Some I'm telling soap you. and but, some Jesus. <laughs> um, Mama Wynette will slap you. We just can't. We'll stick Mama Wynette on the goose. <laughs> <laughs> we hope you guys learned something um, helpful and applicable to your journey um, as a military spouse. As similar as they are, they're all a little bit different. But I think the biggest thing that we could do and the best tip that all our whole podcast and page and social media could give you is that we do it better together. Yeah. We're, whether we're encouraging each other, helping through deployments, you know, old spouses and new spouses alike, like we do it better to get together during the um, Afghanistan issues. Um, our community rallied and it yeah. was amazing to see during the Ukraine issues, our community rallied and it was again amazing to see, especially yeah. because I feel like that's like the platform that we always preach and teach that we want. And that's like the community that we welcome here. And we don't like, you're not welcome here if you're going to put down somebody because they're having a hard time for, yeah. you know, their husband's field days murphy don't give a damn murphy don't care if your husband's in the field gone is gone to murphy you guys, like, like... my husband was in the number at brag he was in the field and yeah. my fucking tire fell off my car <laughs> like what are the odds another time I hope my whole like engine overheated it was the worst thing yeah. ever i mean but... mine was at jrtc and my kid was like this is a good day to split my <laughs> lip open <laughs> fell out of the car you guys i yeah. swear murphy's after us but all in all, that's all we're trying to bring you. Relatable, helpful content, you know, episodes, tips, tricks, ideas, whatever it is, because we're all going through this crazy life together. Yeah, definitely. Well, that was our confession for this week. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on social media to catch the latest. Hashtag spill the coffee.